Good morning, church. Isn't it awesome to know that God thought you were worth saving? I like that part where it says, he cleaned me up inside. I don't know about you, but I was filthy, nasty, disgusting inside. So he cleaned me up. I'm going to pray to get us started. Heavenly Father, we thank you, dear God. We thank you for how amazing you are, my God. We thank you for your loving kindness. Thank you for how you feel about us, dear God. That you love us with this everlasting love, my God. It is so humbling, my Lord. I can't understand it, but I am grateful for it. As we enter into this time in your word, Father, I just pray that you would open up our hearts, our minds, our understanding. Give us ears to hear what your spirit is saying to us. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. I hate to have you, you know, sit down and stand up, but we're going to stand for the reading of God's word because that's what we do. It's like aerobics. It's core aerobics. Here at Corfe Church. <laughs> we're going to turn to the book of Romans because we're in Romans, chapter 13. We're going to read, uh, begin reading from verse 1 all the way through 7. And God's word says, let every soul, say every soul, every soul. be subject to the governing authorities. For there is no authority, say no authority, no authority, except from God. And the authorities that exist are appointed by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authority resists the ordinance of God, and those who resist will bring judgment on themselves. For rulers are not a terror to good works, amen, but to evil. Do, do, you, want, do you want to be unafraid of authority? Do what is good, and you will have praise from the same. For he is God's minister to you for good. But if you do evil, if you do evil, be afraid. For he does not bear the sword in vain, for he is God's minister, an avenger to execute wrath on him who practices evil. Verse 5. Therefore, you must be subject not only because of wrath, but also for conscience sake. For because of this, you also pay taxes, for they are God's ministers attending continually to this very thing. Render, therefore, to all their due. Taxes to whom taxes are due. Custom to whom customs are due, fear to whom fear, and honor to whom honor. You may be seated. If you don't have an outline, please raise your hand, and an usher will come by and hook you up with an outline. Outlines are important. I have an outline myself because I can't memorize everything. I mean, I could, but I'd be months preparing, and then it would just kind of sound funny. So, uh, Outlines are important so that we remember what it is that we covered today. And not only that, but so that we can share it with somebody else. I mean, if you hear something good, right, like if Bath & Body Works is having a sale, I got a witness over there, I got a witness. Like if it's buy, buy three, get three free, please pick up the phone, call me, let me know, okay? Because the men's stuff, you know, is some, it never goes on sale, never, ever. So I got to wait for the buy three, get three. So um, when you hear something good, you want to share it. 
But sometimes you don't remember. I don't know. Sometimes my mind feels like it's a sieve and everything comes in and goes out. So I write it down so that I can remember and share it with somebody else. Amen? Amen. All right. So in the outline at the beginning, you'll see a paragraph. And we're going to go ahead and begin there. In a time when rebellion is the norm, submission is almost a dirty word. It evokes feelings of weakness and disgust among some. We are told that if we don't like something, we must rebel against it. It seems like almost every other week we hear or read a story about abuse of power. But really, it's an abuse of authority. We live in a society that has an eroding moral compass and with it a growing disrespect for authority and for those in authority. For example, here in America, we stand upon the right to freedom of speech. It's a good thing. Most people feel it's a license, though, to say whatever comes to mind, no matter how disrespectful, vile their speech may be. They say, hey, I've got freedom of speech. However, we as followers of Christ are citizens of heaven first. Say first. When you said yes to Jesus, you went from being, you know, on the dark side, so to speak, right? And now you are a citizen of heaven with all the rights, privileges, and, say, and And. responsibility. Because when you go somewhere, guess who you represent? Mm -hmm. It's no longer your name, but it is his name that you carry. And so we, as children of the king, don't need to act like brats, right? We need to act like children of the king. That's good stuff, right? That's good stuff. So responsibility. We have freedoms and rights, but we also have a responsibility as Christians and image bearers of the one true God to represent him in a manner befitting. So what should our attitude be towards civil authorities? That's what we're going to get into. Now, if you fall asleep from now until the end, I want you to remember one thing. And this is the one thing that I want you to remember. Submission to human authority is not optional. It requires actions that align with the professed submission. I told Bishop, I said, Bishop, why do you want me to preach from this text? Why? Can I preach about something else? Like love. Let me preach about love. I like that. Worship. Let's do that. That's amazing. He's like, no, this is the next thing in the series. I said, God knows all things. God knows all things. So I said, all right, I'll, I'll do my best. I will dig in. In the first two verses, it's very interesting. It says, let every soul, every soul, not some souls, but every soul be subject to the governing authorities. For there is no authority except from God. That is so hard. And the authorities that exist are appointed by God. So not only are the authorities from God, but they're appointed by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authority resists the ordinance of God, and those who resist will bring judgment on themselves. That's terrible, is it not? Man. So the authority is from God and is appointed by God. So that's, that's a, that's, there's many motivators later on in this portion of, of the text, but I think that that's, since it's the first one, I think that it's the primary one. God that's how we established it. And so we as Christ followers, 
then we got to go ahead and obey this. So me, being a student of the word, I said, okay, well, I only see it in one place, so maybe it's just for them. <laughs> but if we turn over to 1 Peter chapter 2, my brother Peter, he echoes brother Paul. He says in chapter three, in chapter two, verses 13, he said, therefore submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, whether to the king as supreme or to governors as to those who are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers and for the praise of those who do good. I'm like, Bill, why? Sometimes I don't, I don't want to submit. So then it got me thinking, right? I'm like, man, you know who this reminds me of? It reminds me of uh, this little boy who I love dearly. His name is Giancarlo. That's my son. <laughs> and so, I don't know, around like three or so, I remember one time we were just kind of talking. He was, you know, kind of interacting with me. And all of a sudden, he busts out with these words. And I just thank God that he gave me the, you know, just the strength and the peace uh, to hear these words. But he said, Daddy, I'm the boss. <laughs> the breath went out of me. And I just, I, I, I said, boy, what? You're not the boss. I'm the boss. And then he proceeded to tell me, no, daddy. And more stern voice, no, daddy, I'm the boss. I said, oh, little boy. <laughs> Vanessa, give me the cucharita. Go ahead and beat this foolishness out of this boy. But I'm like, man, no, I'm the boss. Well, my son fails to understand that me being the boss, right, it's not necessarily granting me this, hey, you need to do what I say, which is true. He needs to do what I say. But being the boss comes with responsibility, right? Me as his father, I have to instruct this child in the ways of the word of God. I have to go ahead. It's my responsibility to instruct. It's my responsibility to keep him safe. Now, what would you guys say if I let my son, right, if he tells me, Daddy, I want to play in the street? And I say, you know what? That's okay. You can go play in the street. You guys would think that I'm crazy. You'll call the people on me. You know the ones. They come over and snatch your kids up because you're an unfit parent, and rightly so. Because I can't just tell my son what to do. I'm responsible. I have a responsibility to him. I have to go ahead and keep him safe. I have to provide for him. Could you imagine if he went to school with no lunch? That poor teacher, that poor teacher would be like, Puppy, where's your lunch? I don't know, my parents didn't pack it. Think that'd be being responsible? No. Irresponsible. Not that I've ever forgotten his lunch because I've never, that's never happened, ever. <laughs> never had to go back home and pick it up and bring it over. It's terrible. But he argues with me anyway. He said, man, if you really want to be the, then go. You go work. You go buy your groceries. You go buy that food. I have a responsibility to him, though. It's not just about the privilege getting tell him what to do. I mean, that's, nobody can do that. 
I have to pour into him. And then I was thinking, I was like, man, we laugh about that kind of stuff, right? About parents and authority. And, and we agree with that. That's easy to agree with. But man, how hard is it to understand that the authorities that the governing, the civil authorities that have been placed in our lives are from God and appointed by God. That is a hard pill to swallow because sometimes I don't agree. I don't. We'll get into that. So I and I did I totally forgot to go ahead and have you guys repeat, you know, what the first point. I'm so sorry. Civil say civil authority, civil authority. is established by, God. established by God. That's good. Now that we cover point one, let's go to point two. <laughs> I'll do better. I'm doing better. C- say civil authority, civil authority. Is, meant is meant to be for our good. I know, y'all didn't want to hear that, and y'all didn't want to say it, but it's the truth. It's the truth. So in verse 3, it says, For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to evil. Do you want to be unafraid of authority? Do what is good, and you will have praise from the same. I don't know about that. I I never got pulled over for for not speeding. (laughs) Hey, I just want to pull you over and tell you, listen, uh, you're doing good, not speeding. Good job. I did hear, though, of a story where they did that initiative that, you know, the, the Florida Highway Patrol, they were going around, they were stopping people and saying, hey, here's some free movie tickets, you're, you're driving good. I'm like, wow, I, I totally missed that initiative because I didn't get no free movie tickets. I'm just saying, I like to go to the movies. Can I get a movie ticket or two? I'm just saying. I missed it. I missed it. But if we do what's right, you don't have anything to fear. Amen. And you might even get praise for your submission. Who knows? Civil authorities help to keep us safe. Could you imagine if there was no civil authority? Somebody could roll up to my house and take my stuff, and it'd be all right, right? Somebody could roll up to me in the middle of the street. I'm walking I'm with, my, with my family and stuff, and be like, hey, I like your shoes. Take them off now. These are the only shoes I got. That'd be crazy, right? But we have civil authority in order to help keep us safe, to have order in our society. It is God-ordained. And so what happens is that sometimes we see, you know, the officers that are charged with upholding and enforcing the law execute things. And so when it happens to those that are doing evil, we'll call it justice, but sometimes, you know, we're like, hey, they're executing the law. And it's like, man, it just seems so unfair. And that's a hard pill to swallow. It really is. And I'm not saying that there's not any abuses. The Lord knows that there are. But generally speaking, we are to submit to these authorities. Somebody tells us to do something, okay. If it's not directly contrary to the word of God, submit. All right, I'll do what you ask me to do. Christians should be model citizens. Obedience to the laws established by civil authorities shows your love and concern for others. Let me give you an example for one that 
comes to mind. It's a new one. And uh, I mean, I agree with this law. I do. But man, it's so hard. And the law is to not text and drive. I know Angel is rejoicing over this law. Angel's like, I don't put your phones away. Don't be texting, right? <laughs> but texting and driving, man, it's just something real quick. I'm just gonna go ahead and send a quick text, just real quick. But by the time I look, oh, I'm about to run into somebody. But it's meant to keep us safe. And when I follow these laws, when I submit to these laws, I show a love and concern for my fellow citizens. And it isn't that what it's about. We are to love one another, right? But not just in word, but in deed. So when we take a, take a look at laws and we take a look at rules and regulations and stuff, most of the time it is to keep us safe and to keep others safe as well. So even though sometimes it's hard to submit, and I want to buck the system because, you know what, I want to strike out on my own. I want to make up my own rules because I'm in charge. I'm the boss. <laughs> sure. Sometimes we got to die that back, swallow our pride. Speaking of keeping us safe, can I tell you a little story? I'll tell you a little story. So I drive a lot because I drive far for work, and I see a lot of things on the road. So I like to pay attention to when it says, like, no U-turn or, you know, no left turn or stop, you know, yield, pedestrian, things like that, right? So I'm driving down this road, all right? I got the green arrow to turn right. There's no kids in the crosswalk because, you know, it's time for school release, which, anyway, don't get me started on that. But there's nobody there, right? So cross, I go green light, I'm turning, right? And now somebody else makes a U-turn, right? Almost runs into me. And then they had the audacity to start yelling at me. I can only imagine what they were yelling, all right? Because, you know, my Christian ears can't be hearing that kind of stuff. <laughs> so I can't imagine. So I'm like, man, was I, was I in the wrong? Was I, did I do bad? I look back, and guess what that person had? A no U-turn sign. But they sure enough did go ahead and do that U-turn, almost ran to, and, and on top of that, started yelling at me like it was my fault. Messed up. To pay attention to these laws, right? Got to submit. Why? To help keep others safe. Wear your seatbelt. I know sometimes it's like, no, nah, but... I don't want to wear my, <laughs> it's constraint. It's going to wrinkle my shirt. And I got to look good when I get out, you know. Scrub tops, apparently, they always wrinkle. I can't stand that mess. I'm like, man, can I get like a dryer at work or something like a steam? I don't, something. Anyway, I got to wear my seatbelt, keep myself safe. Because, again, these kids are depending on me. I got to go ahead and feed them. You know, I got to earn a living, make sure that they're fed. Because if not, then, you know, it's crazy. Now, a little caveat. When rulers put themselves in a place of God by legislating moral or spiritual positions which are contrary, say contrary, contrary. to the revealed positions of God, resistance is 
warranted. So if there's a law that requires, requires everyone to directly violate a command of God, it should be resisted. But then it begs the question, right? What if there's a law that allows people to violate the command of God? Well, as Christians, right, and those members of society, we should be vocal about those things. We should proclaim God's truth in love. Because we can get nasty, amen? Sometimes we can get nasty, we can go ahead and get real passionate and stuff like that and start. But if there's something where it's like, man, that doesn't line up with God's word, and us allowing it as a society, and then us staying quiet, it's like, man, we need to step up. God has placed us here for such a time as this, and we need our voices to be heard. Amen? Not a lot of amens on that, but that's all right. <laughs> so although calling sin, sin is necessary, when we disagree with, a, with those in authority, it should be done in a respectful way. So when my daughter disagrees what I'm saying, and she comes out the side of her neck, there's a problem with that, okay? Because I'm the one in authority. I'm, you know, trying to go ahead and lead the family as God has called me to lead. But when my, my, my daughter comes to me with a humble heart and says, Dad, you know, please, did you consider this? And sometimes I make decisions, right? I get loud with her. I told you that. Dad, What? Because I'm so gracious. <laughs> so gracious. What? Dad, mom asked me to do this first. That's why I told you that I couldn't do that. Parent of the year. I'm killing it. I'm so, <laughs> so good. But she comes to me with that humility. And it's like, man, you're right. I need to change. I need to do something different. Can I tell you another story? So I, uh, when I was young, I'm not young anymore, apparently. When I was young, younger, I should say, um, I had this car. It was an Acura Integra. It was red. I love that car. Sometimes I see that car on the street, and I almost shed a tear for that car because I love that car. <laughs> Y'all ain't never loved a car like that? I mean, I, I don't know about you, but... Or a bicycle. How about a bicycle? You ever loved your bike? I mean, just saying. So this this car, I love this car. This car was amazing. And so this is the first car that I bought on my own, right? My dad did co-sign, but I bought it with my money. <laughs> what? <laughs> a, little help, a, little help. a little help. I said, Dad, you gonna help me with the down payment? No. I said, Dad, are you gonna help me pay? For it? No. I said, Dad, could you at least co-sign for me? He's like, You better pay. <laughs> you better pay. I said, All right, Dad. So this is my first car. I'm like, driving my car is a little, you know, five-speed manual transmission. It was nice, man. This car was amazing. Anyway, so I'm driving down the street, right? I had picked up Vanessa. We were dating at the time, right? My brother's in the back seat. Because <laughs> I always had to have the third wheel, you know what I'm saying? Keep it on the up and up. Make sure no funny business was going on. Protecting my testimony and all that. Um, so I'm driving on the road. Shh, driving on the road. 
And so I get into this turn lane, right? And it was one of those long turn lanes, right? Where, you know, you could either turn to like the shopping center, a couple of entrances, or you come to the end and then turn over to the main road, right? So I'm in the turn lane, established in the turn lane. I went speeding in the turn lane, obeying all traffic laws. And all of a sudden, boom, this guy comes and hits me. I'm like, what happened? Hit me on the front quarter panel right there, messed up my, my headlight and everything. <sighs> my idol, I mean my car. Um, <laughs> car was, I was devastated. Talked to my brother, my, I, I didn't care if anybody was hurt or anything like that. I'm like, I don't even gotta get, I'm trying to confess y'all. Got out of the car, I'm like, oh my goodness, what happened? And now this old guy comes out of his car. He had a truck. Big truck. Minimal damage to his truck. Meanwhile, my Acura right here is destroyed. It's completely destroyed. It looked like a little Coke can crushed. Oh, it's horrible, horrible. So the guy comes out and he says, Why'd you hit me? I'm sorry, what? I was on my way to church. I'm sorry, what? I didn't have any profanities, but I was not, uh, there was no peace in me. I was about to fight this old man. He's about to get it. <laughs> but I restrained myself. I said, sir, still respectful, right? Sir, <laughs> sir, you hit me, sir. He's like, no, 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 you were in that lane. You, you were speeding. I saw you. And then here come these other people who had nothing to do with the situation. Talk about, yes, I witnessed that. What did you wave? What did you see? You didn't see nothing. So the police officer comes over. Says, uh, "Good evening, anyone. Uh, what happened?" And I explained the situation. You know, I said, "Listen, I was in turn lane." Blah blah. blah. He's like, "Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm." <laughs> so then he goes over and talks to the other people. Right? I see him shaking his head, shaking his head, shaking his head. I said, "Man, what?" What's going on? So he comes back over. He says, all right, sir, I'm going to go ahead and write you a ticket. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you, I'm sorry, what? No way. It's not. I want to rise up, right? Are you? man was doing his duty. But I did not agree. I said, all right, I'm going to take that ticket. And then I had a court date because I knew I was right. Went, showed up. I said, Lord, look, I'm going to go to this court day. Now, I accept responsibility if I'm wrong, Lord. No problem. It's on me. I'll pay the ticket. I'll pay the fees. I'll, I'll pay whatever. But in my heart of heart, I knew. I was like, Lord, it wasn't me. The gloves didn't fit. <laughs> Some of y'all won't get that. That's all right. That's okay. So I went and I said, look, went before the judge and stuff. Police officer was there. Man, I was sweating too, man, because I was so nervous. You know when you get in front of the judge and you're like, like, I could feel the beads of sweat just coming down. <laughs> I had my pictures though, right? Not on my phone. We actually printed them out back then. <laughs> I wasn't, I didn't like, you know, put it on the screen or anything. Like, it wasn't none of that. None of that. This is. It's very analog, okay? No digital. 
So I'm like, got my, got my, you know, my, my pictures and stuff, got them all organized, ready to rock, right? Show the judge. So in the end, they threw out the ticket. I was vindicated. But I approached with that respect toward authority, explained the situation, let them know. There's always a way. Submission doesn't necessarily mean blind obedience. There's a difference. There's a difference. But we have to be responsible. Last point. We must submit ourselves to civil authority. Verse 5. It says, so. No, that's, that's the wrong so. Verse 5. Therefore, you must be subject not only because of wrath, but also for conscience' sake. For because of this, you also pay taxes for they are God's ministers attending continually to this very thing. Render, therefore, to all their due, taxes to whom taxes are due, customs to whom customs, fear to whom fear, and honor to whom honor. So wrath versus conscience. Fear is a poor motivator. I know this because I have children. When I'm around, ooh, they're good to go. When I leave, though, when I leave, <laughs> it's party time. My, my son be hitting my, my daughter. My daughter be going ahead and giving him the people's elbow, right? It gets crazy up in there. I come in, I'm like, hmm, que pasa aquí? What happened here? Oh, no, nothing, daddy. Why is your face all red? <laughs> Why is your brother crying? <laughs> something happened. So fear is a poor motivator, but there is something to be said for having a clear conscience. There is safety and peace in doing what you're supposed to be doing, amen? You know, like when your boss come around and you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, you're like, hey, what's up? Or like when I come around, my employees, and they ain't doing what they're supposed to be doing, they're like, oh, uh, hey. <laughs> uh, we're just, um, we're just, it's, like, it's fine. D just don't lie. It's okay. <laughs> they putting their phones away. They're all kinds of stuff. I'm like, oh, my Lord. These people, they're crazy. But there's safety in that. You know, like, when, the, when you get called to the principal's office when you was in school, and you're like, what did I do? Like, you're, trying to, you're going through the whole thing. You're like, man, did I do this? Did I do that? Did I do that? But you know, when you ain't done nothing, you go in, right? You're like, hey, what's going on? Oh, we want to bring you in because you won an award. We want to honor you. And you're still like, whew, because you're thinking about the million other things that, you know, you did, but they didn't see. <laughs> they didn't see. They didn't see. The conscience of a Christian is open to the conviction of the Spirit, or at least it should be. Amen? It causes us to obey even when we can get away with it. Oh, that's a hard one. So I went fishing with my connect group. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, we were, we were fellowshipping and stuff outside. Anyway, so we went, right? And uh, we were in this parking lot, right? And um, it was limited parking. And so I it was very narrow, right? And so usually I'm a good driver, but I have my family with me, the distractors, I call them. And they were distracting me, as is their job. And so... 
I'm going, right? And I'm, I'm, I have to go ahead and make a three-point turn because there's no parking, right? And I got I to gotta get out now. So I'm trying to go ahead and make a three-point turn. Now, mind you, I have a backup camera, right? So I can see on my screen what's behind me. I don't have to go ahead and, like, crane my neck. Or... Am I backing up? I didn't look. I didn't look behind me. I didn't look at the camera. And I hit a car. You might ask yourself, what kind of car? I'm going to tell you what kind of car, okay? It couldn't have been an old, like, 1986 Toyota Corolla, nothing like that. No, no. It had to be a Tesla. <laughs> I looked at it, I was like, pero por qué? Why? Lord, please help me. Hmm. So I said, okay, you know what? Is it bad? That really hit it? Did it? So I was able to park. Now, I'm, you know, you, whenever you hit something, right? I don't know. You get all nervous and stuff, right? You're like, your hand's shaking and stuff. I'm like, man, what's going on? <laughs> find, find, find a parking space, right? Get out. And I look. There's some damage. I know. So then I was like, ain't nobody around. Can I just confess? All right. I was thinking that. I was like, there ain't nobody around. But then, then my conscience, the Holy Spirit started to move. And this other guy was like, hey, you're going to leave your number and stuff like that. That, that also happened. <laughs> <laughs> Extra motivation. Uh-huh, uh-huh. In case I didn't hear the still small voice speaking to my life. <laughs> Some guy, bro, you're going to leave your number, right? Absolutely. So, so I'm like, man. Now, what I could have done was I could have left, you know, a Mickey Mouse, five, 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 one, two, one, two, and leave it there. Be like, yeah, I left my number, everyone. Left my name and my number. I don't see the owner around here, so I'm just going to be about my business, Okay. But then I'm like, you know what? My daughter's in the car. I'm with my connect folks. But above all, God is watching. And he knows my heart. So I repented. I wrote my name, my whole name, my government name. Aldo Baños Arauz. Yeah, I know. Put my number on there. Put it on there. And I'm like, Lord Jesus. Please, let it rain or something. <laughs> Put on his windshield wipers and let that just be gone. In Jesus' name. Horrible. I know. I know. I'm so, <laughs> so terrible. But I was like, look, I'm going to go ahead and own up. I'm going to take responsibility. I'm going to go ahead and do the right thing. So then I just happened to look up, like, man, I wonder, I wonder if this is like a hit and run considered like situation. If I would just hit the car and just like not leave any information or whatever. So I'm like, I wonder, right? So I looked it up. I did. Do you know what it says? I'm gonna tell you what it says. It says that this is a second degree misdemeanor if I leave. Ooh. And up to, if that wasn't enough, up to 60 days in jail. Y'all, I can't go to jail. (laughs) 
I tell you that right now. Not go to jail. I got to provide for these kids. Sixty up to six and five hundred dollar fine. <laughs> five hundred dollars. I got to feed this family. I can't afford to pay five hundred dollars. They crazy. That's the wrath portion. But you know what? What really got me was the conscience piece. Man, am I honoring God? And what I and what I'm and what I'm doing is that honorable to Him? What am I teaching my family? What am I teaching those who I'm supposed to be leading? If I don't submit, if I say to myself, you know what, maybe I can get away with it. And truth be told, I probably could. Like I said, I had a plan and everything. Mickey Mouse, five, 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 one, two, one, two. Nobody else would have known, but God would have known. I would have known. And I don't know about you, but man, when I, when I violate something, it eats me up inside. And I'm like, man, I'm supposed to be a child of the king. I'm supposed to be submitting to authority. I'm supposed to be a model citizen, right? How am I living my life? What am I doing? I'm going to close with this. It's commentator. I was reading commentary because that's what you do when you're preparing for a message. It says, honor and respect are due to earthly rulers, not because they are powerful and influential men, but because they have been appointed by God. It follows that to treat them with less than their due of honor is to dishonor God. And honor without practical corollary of the due payment of taxes for the maintenance of the authority would be a mockery. We submit because God has ordained it that way. And we're supposed to be representatives of the king. That's why we do what we do. Not because we're afraid of wrath or anything like that, although that is a strong motivator but because we want to honor the king of kings because he reigns supreme. And if he ordained this authority and told me to submit, that's what I'm going to do. So I got some closing questions for you. The first one is, are you living a life that is submitted to the governing authorities? Now, when you think about that question, Think about how many times you speed, how many times that you roll through that stop sign. Because it say Coca-Cola on it, it says stop. In Spanish, stop. I'm just kidding. It says pare in Spanish. <laughs> but what are you doing? Are you submitting even though nobody's watching? Are you doing what you're supposed to be doing? And second, would others say that you are living a life that is submitted to the governing authorities? Come on and stand to your feet. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you, dear God, because you are so amazing. We thank you, my God, that you give us governing authorities, my God, to help keep us safe. We thank you, my Lord God, because you love us so much that you have provided a structure for us to live.
peaceably in society. I pray, my Lord God, for our hearts, that our hearts would be submitted, my Lord God. I pray, my Lord Jesus, that we would speak up, my Lord God, when we see things that are contrary to your word, my God, that you would give us boldness, Father, that we would be respectful, my God, that we would be bold, my Lord. Father, I pray these things in Jesus' name, and I give you thanks. Amen and amen. Come on and put your hands together for Jesus. You can go ahead and have a seat.